trying new experiences new things i'm here for that i'm here for that um i'll match you with just 25 <laughs> okay halfway we can do, i'm like damn 50 that's a lot that's like every week i gotta go on a date right yeah wow. that's a lot I, don't, I know i can maybe do 25 at the most you know i'm a little limited i can't really pop out at night like that so i i got 25 i gotta think what's some good daytime dates um some but it's gotta be some shit you never did in the daytime. So mm-hmm. daytime date that you never maybe did. we like go to the park. I never went on a date to a park. I never did a picnic. You never did a picnic? Oh, okay. We gotta get you a cute picnic basket. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's your first one. That's a daytime one. <laughs> okay. Go park and then so you know I gotta be extra, right? So <laughs> When you get your date, you got to make sure you have the um, Jason's lyrics scene, you know what I'm saying, where he rub your feet in the lake, in the water, and kiss all over of him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should go, like, on a canoe date or, like, fishing or something. Really? Look, you got three dates already, all, all three of those lined up. Out. Yeah. Lined up. So if y'all trying to take my best friend out, come through. Offering those type of dates because that's what we're doing 25 and 50 first dates for 2023. Hey, well, we're missing uh, one of our co hosts. Um, we'll hopefully have her back next week. I know. Um, all the prayer warriors, make sure y'all pray for our co host and her family. Yes, absolutely. So, how's your week been? Um, it's been pretty good. You know, it's been a short week. Shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. for having a dream because we were able to have Monday off because of him. But for real, for real, shout out to MLK because he... <laughs> Wait, did you see? Because I don't think I said this in a group chat. Um, The picture of him on the club flyer. <laughs> I fucking pocket. Like, why would they play so much? Out of fucking Pocket. With the Casamigos on deck. Yeah. Okay. I hate the internet. I mean, that's just where we are. I hate it. I hate it. But, you know, that's where we are. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, my week has been good. It's been a short week. It's been pretty busy. Um, I already started off my, you know, like I said, I started out 2023 getting some of my 51st dates out of the way. I feel like I'm one, two, three in. So it's the start of a good week. What about you? Just chilling. Um, I worked on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> kinda. Yeah. Um, got just still just kind of like handling business at the house. Finally got my dining room set set up. Um, but that's really just about it. Just working, chilling, working I'll, out, coming along. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I just Does need my to like have furniture yet or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, bitch, that's all that matters. I'm pulling up. Pull up. Pull up. Furniture, I'm coming. My sister is like, why do you have all this white furniture? I'm like, this is the White House. <laughs> she was like, after my kids come, it's going to be the brown house. <laughs> and, um, I mean, yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, but Actually, I'm loving it here. I can't wait to pull up. I definitely um gonna have to start flight watching so I can pull up on you. 
Yeah. I need to feel your energy. You know what I'm saying? We gotta pop out together. I know. When's the last time I seen you? Was it Thanksgiving? I had to be like Thanksgiving when you popped in real quick. So yeah. yeah I'm having separation anxiety. Me too. It's been <sighs> too long. Yes. I need no flight benefits. I was trying to get a flight attendant job and that didn't work out for me. So if somebody want to add me today, Benny's, I would much appreciate it. That's something yeah. to agree to my 51st date. <laughs> yes, OT dates. We need those. We definitely need OT dates. We talked about that on the past show and um, we're manifesting that for 2023. OT dates. Yes. Yeah, I still didn't even, I couldn't even get a local to fly me into Tornados. That's still on my list. <laughs> I'm going to go come, go to Tornados and get on the last flight and go back home. Okay, so you balling ass rock boys. We going to need you to fly my girl in on the first flight direct. We don't need no layovers. So the first flight coming in, leaving out of Charlotte about six something gear, about eight. Um, you know, let her get right, go see the family real quick, pick her up at 4 30 with a reservation at Tornado's. Y'all eat real good, you know what I'm saying? The vibes is lit, lemon drops going back, and then you drop her at the airport at about 9 30. Next flight out of here, manifesting it's gonna happen. Well, let's get into these hot topics. Let's go, your boy Yeezy. <laughs> he's married is this real like is he really married he's only been divorced what two months I mean but they've been separated for a minute like come on now they've been not together for mad long she had a yeah. whole man in the house having his kids on his lap and all of that so I am happy for him I just wish she was like a cousin of mine that's all I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> if he found love, I'm happy for him. Like, even though I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not love because she works with him, right? And you know, that's yeah. when romance is start in the workplace. So, you know, it might have been brewing the whole time. I don't know. We know where you met. Yeah, cousin. Maybe that's not the best place to meet someone. Maybe work is not. <laughs> Workplace, we lit. <laughs> I don't know about for longevity purposes, though. I mean, I turned a work day into a lifetime, well, a semi lifetime. That, that happens a lot. You got to think about it. You're spending so many hours, even more hours than you probably spend around your significant other sometimes at work. That's true. That's true. That's why work husbands and work wives are real things. It's a real thing. That probably was his work wife. She probably was cooking and shit. You know, Kim don't be cooking. She got shit. She wanted some real shit. I'm sure the new wife knew how to fry some chicken and bake some mac and cheese. And so, you know, she just won him right over. I love it for him. I'm happy he married. They were saying that Kim is jealous because it's a pretty girl and she has like a complex over stuff like that. What you think? I can see it because she's such an attention W-H-O-R-E. So, you know, for her to not really be able to say anything about her because she is just as pretty as her, I'm sure she feels some type of way. I feel like we always talk more shit when the other girl is ugly. We be like, happy, like low key, we be happy when the man fuck with an ugly bitch. Cause it's like it give you something to talk about. Like, what the fuck that ugly ass oh, Look at this bitch. What? Well, you can't say that. You be tight, like damn, she ain't ugly. So now what? <laughs> that dumb ass bitch. Automatically <laughs> <laughs> correct. The fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine like what was our? This is her pick. What is the this is her conversation? Oh my goodness. First of all, my name. Lala probably was hating, like, uh-uh, Kim, you know you got a fatter ass than her. And you know, like, you know, they was hyping her up. Right, right. Yeah, that's why you gotta do inventory of what's on your page, like every couple weeks, you know what I'm saying, or at least every month, just to make sure you ain't got no shit that a bitch could find any flaw in. And be like, uh-uh, no, that's not the bitch he for. You know what I'm saying? You got to go through 
zoom in. Yes, they done throwing stuff like look at her hand, look at look at those toes. They was looking crusty right here. Zoom her in, dress, like look at her lip. What the fuck? Oh, cheap ass lip gloss. Something you know they gonna find something. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta go and do inventory every once in a while to make sure like it's nothing that they can find. But shout out to Yeezy for getting him a new wife. Hopefully she keep him in check. Yeah. Yeah, I just I had put up a post and this will kind of transition us into the next hot topic of like, why is it that yay can go through all these girlfriends got him a wife, um, but nobody says anything really. But Lori Harvey is the whore of the Internet. Well, we know how that goes. Guess what a man's favorite line is. You can't do what can't I do. do. What I want to do. Exactly. There, that double standard is there. And it's just nothing you can do about it, basically. It's really nothing you can do about it. I think the only thing that really bothers me is that they assume all these men that she's dating, she's sleeping with. Like, exactly. Just because she's dating them doesn't mean they smash. So, like, what's the problem? I don't know. And I don't think that him and Michael B. Jordan is friends. I think they just took a couple of Hollywood picks together. See, that's the only part that makes it weird in the industry is that if you was fucking with somebody and now, and if they're even semi-cool or they work together or they could potentially work together and then your new dude got to be looking at this old dude like, damn, I wonder if she threw it back at him like this. or I, You know what I'm saying? Like, it does make it be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. The industry is small. So, y'all going to cross paths. Um yeah. I can't believe she back. Frankly, like I'm hating. Lori like, is the goat. I'm sorry. Really, Marjorie is the goat because she had to teach her the whole game and how to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Marjorie, her mom is the goat. Let me tell you what. This lady got three, four kids. And ain't none of them Steve Harvey, and they all last name Harvey. Yeah, bitch, you're the goat. <laughs> and her baby daddy. She used to mess with his cousin or something. Listen, shout out to Marjorie. She's definitely the goal. And Lori got it honest. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. The yeah. one thing I didn't like about Lori recently is that she did that interview with um Adrienne Bailon. And she was like, oh, I heard all these rumors about me. I heard that I messed with a daddy and a son. And you did? Like, bitch, we seen you on the yacht with Diddy. And we seen you in the club with Justin. Like, what? <laughs> You really right. have to sit here and pull a Meg and lie and say you ain't mess with me and one of them? Because we don't believe you. You need more people. Yeah, Lori, she she having a good time. She's definitely living her life. She is, and I love that for her. Who <laughs> <sighs> Who's going to be the next victim? Damn, you don't think her Franklin going to make it? No. <laughs> Her track record is looking crazy. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good catch right there, though. So maybe she might try to lock it down. You think she be getting rid of them, or you think they be exiting out? I think that it's her dumping them. Like it was. It was her that broke up with Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah. Um, I believe it was her. She cut off Future. Yeah. Um, I think she cut. Was she talking to Trey Songz too? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, wow. All right, all right. Mary said, Mary said, wait, 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 Mary. So Marjorie got kids by the brother and the other brother? Oh, nah. I thought it was best friends. Damn. Marjorie got kids by brothers? I thought it was best friends. I didn't know it was brothers, but God damn. Damn. You know what's crazy? I never heard none of this before. This is all new to me tonight. I'm going to have to send it to you, but that's the show that we're going to do in the future because I do want to talk about like, what do you think makes a woman a quote unquote hoe? And I'm using that like very loosely, but do you think it's more of a number or do you think it's more of activity? Because to me, I think it's more of activity as opposed to a number. Yeah, I, I, you can't really say a number because everybody don't know your number. You know, you could lie and say, I did this, I did that. So I definitely think it's more so like the way that you move and like you fucking friends, you fucking cousins. Brothers? You, 
Right, you fucking brothers, you smashing after your friends. Like it's definitely a whole activities versus like the amount, but all of that kind of ties in a little bit. I'm about to say the amount matters too, though. Like I think it's it's crazy because both things really do play into it. But I think whole activity is way worse than the number. But if the number is wild, like yeah, 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 like yeah. sit that little thing down. Okay, give it a rest. Let that that get a little rest. Let that get a little rest. (laughs) But either way, shout out to Lori Harvey. I mean, you know, bag them and tag them, girl. Get them how you can. Yeah, shout out to Lori Harvey. Um, She's all the back history month. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) The Affinity Stone. Like, she got all of them. She collected all these Hollywood dudes up and about to create her. A nice one, like Captain Planning. When they all combine, she gonna get a good one. <laughs> Just saying. In the interview, real quick, I know we've been on this for a little bit, but in the interview, like, did they ask her about like marriage and kids? You know what? I didn't. I only seen a clip online. I didn't ever find the whole interview. I don't know. I know she okay. said she's having fun. So, okay. I don't know. Oh no, but if she wanna have kids, she gonna have to slow down. Like she gonna have to slow down. You can't, you know, date the yeah. whole industry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But shout out to her. She's beautiful. She's a baddie. She is. So our next hot topic, um, the one of the Black Lives Matters founders, their nephew was murdered by the police in LA. I don't know anything about this. Do you know? I just saw like the article. I don't know what happened or if they dropped any like video footage from like the body cam. So I'm still kind of waiting for the story to unfold myself. Um, it's just sad to me that we're still having to hear about these stories. And even with George Floyd, did you hear about, did you hear about the appeal? He's like, trying to appeal and have it overturned. He's saying that there were so many different um, discrepancies and different things that happened that didn't allow him to get a fair trial. So I can see that probably getting overturned at some point. Hopefully not, but I hope not. It depends on how they, yeah, how they handle the case. Yeah, um, I don't really know a lot about this young man who was killed, but I just feel like it's the, we are in 2023 and you still can't feel comfortable being a Black person and being out here and specifically being a Black man because you're not protected. Like, you know, you see Black men and they have to be compliant with police because any type of resistance and now they got a reason to kill you. So right. it's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of heavy police presence where I live at now, and I just hate that. Really? Yeah. I really do. Really hate it. Okay, not the guests already here. I know that's right. They be on time. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> we was on time tonight too, right? Yes, we were. We were. All right. <clears throat> So the last hot topic is the 23-year-old woman who was killed by the University of Alabama forward Darius Miles because she was not interested in him. And that's so crazy and it's so scary. Mm. Because we really got to figure out how to heal the ego of men because if somebody is all set on you, be all set back. What the like yeah. you're at Bruce, what you think? Cause you're a basketball star on your campus that she's supposed to want to talk to you, or that there's some obligation to kick it with you, and she can't say no. It just kind of reminds me of like in New York. At one point, I feel like it was like the norm if you like turned a guy down that he could be like "f you, bitch," you know, like get real disrespectful and aggressive to the point where you just. 
give him your number and you don't even really want to. Like, thank God we could just give you the number and block you now. So and that's exactly what I do. I will give him my number quick. And you know you can't give him a fake number no more. When we was coming up, you could give out a fake number. Now they about to call you on the side. You right there. Like. You see a ring and ask me, save it. So what I will do is give a man my number, let him hit me. And then as soon as I walk away, I'm blocking you because I'm good. But I have a fear of A, being cussed the fuck out or being attacked because you feel a way that I said no. And yeah. I don't think men realize how much of a real fear that that is for women because, it, and I'm fucking 5'11". I'm still be like, nah, like, I don't want to play with none of y'all. So you can definitely call me. It's cool. I, we could kick it in and we never will. Don't even trip. It's never happening. So I still can't believe a dude rolled up on me in the parking lot at Walmart for blocking him. Like, thank God it was in a public place. That's so crazy. And that's the other thing, like, depending on where they meet you at, if you got to keep going to this place, it's still scary because you might run into them again. Yeah. Y'all got to get her. He shot her? He shot her. Him and somebody else, Um, they shot her. So, but I just, it's like my daughter is 16. So when I hear stuff like this, I cringe because I can't protect her. You know what I mean? Like how as a parent, you send your child to college and you thinking everything good. And then you get a call that a man kill her because she wasn't interested. Like that has to be the most heartbreaking thing ever. And I just really want us to figure that out. Like, yeah. Men got to learn how to accept rejection. Women too. I'm not even going to say men because there are women who do crazy shit too. But it's not usually from the initial rejection. It's like after you've been dealing with somebody and then they cut you off. But either way it go, we got to heal that. We got to figure that out because nah. <laughs> Janae said in the comments, I find it easy to say I'm available at this time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that to a guy. <laughs> I was just getting my car and pull off. I used to oh. show off the wedding ring like, oh no, I got a husband now that I'm ringless. and just be like... <laughs> I got somebody, but you can call me. <laughs> you can call me. Don't even trip. You can call me. <laughs> I'm dead. Just saying. All right. Well, let's bring on our guest. What's up, Morgan? How you guys doing? We got the studio over there. What? <laughs> I see yeah, the background. It's lit. <laughs> Yes, so we have Morgan on. He's a real estate agent in. Are you in North Carolina and South Carolina? Uh, I just do North Carolina, but I have partners that handle South Carolina. If anybody needs something in South Carolina, okay, all right. Well, welcome to the Glow Gang Podcast. We appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yes, we're gonna talk about. The real estate market right now, millennials, are they buying, are they not? But before we get into that, we have a little segment that we started off with, Morgan, um, this or that. Okay. So you have to pick one or the other. No in-between. I love the in-between. I love the gray area, but it's not Yes, you do. <laughs> it's okay, this gotcha. or that. <laughs> All right. You got them up or you want me to put them up? Um, I got them up. We only got two, so I hope I got I, yeah, I had I got some more at okay. the end. So. so the first one is Vegas or New York City. Vegas. Vegas, okay. New York. <laughs> New York is know. New York is too common for me. Like I've gone there so many times, but I've only been to Vegas once. So that's why I choose Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I've only been to Vegas a couple of times and went to New York so many times. And I just love it. It's the best city in the world. I'm definitely going to New York. New York is a vibe. I mean, Vegas is a vibe too, but it's just something a little different about that New York City swag. And you can be outside all night. Nothing ever closes. And yeah, I'm going, you know, excited about a New York nigga. So yeah, we're going to New York. Yeah. Alright. The next one is having an orgasm every 20 minutes or every 20 years. <laughs> every 20 minutes. 
<laughs> that wasn't a hard one. <laughs> Girl, why? Exactly. What? Every 20 years? So you really want to be every 20 minutes? I mean, it's better than waiting 20 years. It's a lot of women who would wait 20 years, though. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that's um, Yeah, 20 minutes, me, please. Maybe Ain't it feels no like way. 20 minutes in 20 days. I go for nah, the 20 days, 20 but 20 minutes. years is too long. I feel y'all too. I'm definitely every 20 minutes. Fuck it. I'm just because <laughs> 20 years is OD. Like, what? Right. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's a rough life. It's yeah. people are living it though. That's the bad part. I feel bad mm. for them. Very much so. <laughs> All right. Breakfast or lunch? Brunch? Lunch. Stop, Mia. <laughs> Breakfast or lunch? I'll it's go with brunch. lunch. Lunch. Yeah, I don't I don't really like breakfast food like that. So I like breakfast, but I know that it's not good to eat breakfast, so I try to skip it. But it don't matter when you eat it, it can still be breakfast. Like, give me some grits, give me some fish, give me a biscuit, or even a pancake with the crispy edges. <laughs> give me a fried egg. See, yeah, I don't like eggs. Good, because I mean, they $14 right now. <laughs> right. I used to like those sometimes when my mom would make breakfast for dinner because her pancakes was so good. Yes, I mean it's just breakfast. Like, what's your favorite lunch food? I feel like lunch is so basic. What you want a turkey sandwich? Like, what? I'd rather take breakfast, but just not at breakfast time. So if it's at okay. like lunch time or really no, 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 it's night, just breakfast the meal. It's not a time. It's just the, the oh, okay. meal. Well, then I want to switch my answer. <laughs> breakfast. Switch, switch okay. to the breakfast. Okay, that breakfast. Yeah. I don't know. For lunch, I'll do a light salad. Um. Usually I'm, it's probably kind of heavy what I'm eating for lunch because I'm going to be eating like some leftover dinner probably, honestly. Um, but if I had to like go on like a lunch date, I might get like some tacos or pizza. You can eat anything for lunch. Um, Mansa said, why did you say it's not good to eat breakfast? Because you're breaking your fast from the night before. So if you're in like a calorie deficit and you're burning calories, as soon as you eat breakfast, then you stop burning burning those calories and you start storing that food as fat. So you can work out like fasted if you haven't eaten breakfast yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But that's why breakfast is not a time because really it's just when you break your fast and we've made grits and eggs and pancakes and French toast and all that good shit be breakfast food. And it's just really lit. Yeah, I just don't want to do it early in the morning. That's yeah. awesome. Brunch It's the perfect combo. Brunch is everything. Chicken and waffles. It's just perfect. If you're like in the pot, you get a mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> about a brunch right now. Yes. All right. So last this or that, rent or own? Well, this leads us right into this where we are and it's so crazy because for a long time I was a rent 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 person because I felt like if some shit happened and something break that is not my responsibility you better come over here and fix this shit because I don't own it but now that I've gotten a little older and a little more mature I'm definitely going on you know I'm going with own <laughs> even though I've been a renter for a long time, but it was never by choice. But as soon as I was able to purchase my own home, I definitely went for ownership because you can build equity and leave something to your family. Right. For me, you know, I don't know. It was my mom and dad, you know, they bought their house before I was born and had the house in New York. I saw both sides of it. And so when I moved to North Carolina, of course, I, you know, rented and I wanted to buy a house right out the gate. Um, but I had issues with the IRS, F them. And, you know, 
Definitely home ownership is just, it feels different. Um, but I do miss, I do miss the convenience of just being able to just call maintenance if you ever have an issue. Um, but I have a new house, so I haven't had to deal with any of that yet. Thank right. God. That's the perfect segue right into tonight's show. We're getting real, talking real estate and more with Morgan. So if you just want to give a little introduction of yourself, how you got started into real estate and give us a little bit of your thoughts on the market currently. Um, well, I got started about four years ago. Um when I really like finished learning everything and started understanding the contracts and all that stuff, it was right around the time that COVID hit. So everything really like shut down. We couldn't go to the office. We couldn't show houses and the interest rates started dropping to like 3% high 2%, which was something that we've never seen before in this country. So everybody was excited and everybody wanted to buy a house, but nobody was sure what was going to happen with COVID and, the shutdowns and where they're going to be able to keep their job and everybody was really nervous. So it got kind of crazy, but once everything opened back up and everybody saw that everything was kind of going back to normal and the interest rates were still low, everybody wanted to buy. So it was like a flood of buyers into the housing market. It was something that like the United States has never seen before multiple offers on every home, uh, the home prices going up every single week. And it was just crazy. Like if you were trying to get a house back then, it was almost impossible was unless real. you had like twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars to go with cash over the asking price. You had to put down huge deposits. You had to find the right house. You had to make an offer the first day. Uh, you had other people that were bidding against you. You had cash buyers that were bidding against you. You had a lot of those uh, big companies that come together. Uh, what do they call like hedge funds or whatever? Yes, yeah. They were coming together and they were buying up a lot of the houses. Then you had the rental um the rental companies that were buying up all the houses and the rent to own programs were buying up all the houses so it was really hard for like the typical first time home buyer to purchase a house really for like the past two years up until like maybe like six months ago wow yeah it's been yeah. really crazy um, as a as a new agent starting out though it had to be like so i recently got into real estate and i have my license or whatever and i feel like for people who started right before the pandemic it kind of was like a good time to come in because you didn't have to do any work. Like right. the work was already there. You know, you didn't have to do anything. You just profited. All you yeah, had you to didn't have to know how to sell a house. All you had to know how to do was fill out the paperwork and the house was going to sell itself. Pretty much. Right. Like you didn't have to do any work. So I feel like with that being said, now that the market has shifted, did you find it harder as an agent to change your mindset and really do the work as far as selling houses or did you find it being the same for you um i felt like i came in at the right time and throughout the whole time of my career i was studying a lot on marketing and how to sell houses so i mean it's easy to help somebody find a house but it's kind of hard to help somebody sell a house especially for the highest possible price in a competitive market where there's not a lot of buyers so i spent a lot of time studying that and I feel like that's really helped me out uh, because anybody who's new, they're not going to really understand marketing or how to market a house properly to get it sold. And then anybody that's been doing it for 20 years, they're all about the old school approach, like flyers and mailers. So they don't really <laughs> do a lot of social media and video and YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Google ads, all the different type of things that we have that we can use to sell a house nowadays. They don't really do that. So I feel like I'm in like the perfect position to really capitalize on the shifting market. Yeah, because that honestly, that's how I found you was from social media. It was like you were the only person who was able, seeming to be able to find like new constructions in Charlotte when it was just literally impossible or Charlotte or the outskirts um, in 2021 or no, 2022 beginning. Yeah, I feel like I was one of the first agents that really shifted over to new construction because when all the buyers came in, you couldn't get anybody into a resale because there was 20 offers on each house so you had to get them in new construction and right. that was just a waiting list so it wasn't really like a bidding war so i just found the ones that didn't have waiting lists and i would take people there and get them under contract really quick but then like after maybe like a month all of the other agents called on and everybody was taking their clients to new construction so 
Yeah. Then I had to find the new construction that everybody didn't already know about, like the ones that were just land before people started building. Or like I would get tips from like the construction owners and the builders about where they were going to go next. And I would start promoting those properties before any of the other realtors knew about it. Mm. So that's how I really like capitalize. The um you communicating and building networks with other people, especially the construction workers, is what helped you out with being ahead of the game as far as being able to know what properties were coming up next. Right. Because when I went to a neighborhood, I really didn't care about that neighborhood. I was trying to figure out where they were going next so that I could get the jump on everybody before the waiting list started or before the bidding wars. Nice. And what I like to, it seems like a lot of the new constructions, um, they won't allow like the, um, like those companies to come in and buy up the homes. Like you have to be just like a, a regular buyer. Yeah. A lot of the new constructions, they don't deal with like the rent to own programs. Yeah. And if you won't fill out their specific contract, then you can't get one of their houses. And a lot of those programs have their own contracts to protect them. So right. if you won't go with the builder's contract, then you can't get one of those houses, which is good. And I also like new construction because they don't put it on the market. So they don't really put it on the MLS or on Zillow. So you really have that opportunity to advertise it as an unlisted off-market property. And when buyers see that, when they're just scrolling on social media and they say, hey, this guy has houses that I can't find on Zillow or I can't right. find on realtor.com, it makes them want to work with you. Right. So I got to move because we don't have a lot of new construction up here. <laughs> Long market is what you're telling me. If you so move anywhere, go to, go to Texas. They're building like $1.5 million new construction neighborhoods. They're going crazy out there in Texas. Oh, God. You know, it's so funny. I was just talking about Texas. That may be, you might be on to something. Meet me backstage, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the guys in my group, he did like, I think, $80 million deals last year in Texas. Wow. Yeah, he went crazy. All off YouTube. He just so, does like the property tours and puts them on YouTube. That was going to be my next question. Which social media do you feel like is your real driving force as far as being able to market right now? Do you use them all equally? Do you feel like you get more bites on Facebook? Are you a YouTube guy? Are you doing reels? What are you doing? Well, if I'm trying to sell a house, I use everything equally. But to attract clients, my big... Uh, platform has been Facebook. But what I've learned is it doesn't really matter which platform you're using. You just have to pick one and really like dive into it and stick with it and learn all the different things that you can do on there to really capitalize. But my big one has been Facebook. I just, I don't even really uh, dive into like too heavy of advertising. I just hit the boost button and I do like a 30 mile radius for my video or a 50 mile radius. And it goes to everybody within that radius. And this is just a personal question that I have. Do you give gifts after um, people sell with you or buy with you? Do you give a little? Yeah, sometimes. Um, I I don't really like know what people want, so it's kind of hard. And I don't want to just give them like a corny like cutting board with my name and email address on it and stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes I just try to pick out some things that I think they might like. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate the shoe thing. Shoe, uh, yeah, I needed, I needed that for sure. <laughs> yeah, Morgan is uh, my realtor, and he definitely gave me some nice little moving gifts. So, and uh, the home builder gave me some stuff too, some wine and Amazon gift card. It was, it was nice. Okay, they treated you good. I'm just taking notes. I got y'all, my clients. I'm gonna treat y'all good. Yes, yes, yes. But for anybody who's watching this thinking about buying a house, I know that the media is telling everybody that now is not the time to buy, but it's definitely the time to buy because we're seeing a lot of like the builders or the sellers, even if you don't go with the new construction, they're doing seller paid closing costs. They're buying down people's interest rates. There's no multiple offers. This is the chance for people to get into a house because if the interest rates go back down to what they were, we're right back in the 50,000 over asking price, multiple okay. offers, waiting list. So if somebody wants to actually get a house, they could go through like one of the credit unions or a first time home buyers program, get 100% financing. Don't then they won't have to put down a down payment and then they can go get the seller paid closing costs or get the seller to buy down their interest rate and they don't have to pay any closing costs and they have the same payment that they would have had 
if they were going to get three or four percent back when the interest rates were low. So, I mean, people are waiting, but I don't know what they're waiting for. They're like, it's like they're waiting to get back into competition with cash buyers and all those companies that were beating them out before. Right. And I don't think people realize how precedented that was to have interest rates that low. Like, yeah, I think, again, they may probably get back to maybe four to five percent, but two to three. I just don't ever see that yeah. happening ever again. Uh, nobody sees that happening again. Yeah, that you that was yeah. what we had a time in 2020, but yeah, it ain't coming again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What about we have a comment? What about the Bank of America program that just came out? Is it good? Um, I'll I'll sell my experience on that because it was one of the um options that I was looking at when I bought my house uh last year. So they have a program that's in I think just like three cities. Um, I think it was Dallas, Charlotte, and somewhere else in the Midwest, um, where they'll pay your closing costs and I think ten thousand down or a certain percentage, whatever one is lower. Um is higher interest rates for sure. So I will put that out there. Um, and it's it's like going through the NACA program, like they asking you for a lot of All stuff. Your business. And they had a lot of restrictions as to like where what neighborhoods you could move to. Um, they had neighborhoods that were like out of their jurisdiction and mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel like they were trying to make people jump through a lot of hoops to get into that program and then actually make it work. Yeah. So I haven't actually had a buyer that was able to close with them yet. Okay. So with the prices of homes right now, the interest rates, you know, when you're seeing these deals coming through, are you seeing that it's mostly at least two people, like two income households or families coming together? Because it seems like on one income, it's kind of hard to meet these requirements. Um, a lot of the time it is one person, but they have two people, but it's just one person on the, one person. the documents because the other person might not have the credit or whatever they need or the work history, but okay. it's usually two people that are paying the mortgage. But typically what I've been seeing is a lot of one person actually signing up for it. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely hard, especially if you get like a $400,000 house and you're paying close to like $3,000 a month to pay that by yourself. It's definitely hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, but then, you know, when you add someone else onto that loan application, now it's two people getting taken through all of these hoops and having to get approved for this. And it just seems like they try to find something and try to find a way to um, deny your application for whatever reason. They just real strict on, on everything. So I could see why someone would try to just have get approved on one person, even though it's going to be multiple people that's going to be helping you pay that mortgage. Okay. So Morgan, what do you think some of the pros are of home ownership? Um, earlier a little bit. Well, you don't have somebody controlling how much you pay. Once you sign that mortgage, then you know what you're going to be paying for the next 30 years. With rentals, they can go up every year or whatever you have agreed to in your lease. And the average rental price has gone up 17% over the past year. So, I mean, it's more expensive to rent. And then when you leave, you don't get anything back except for maybe your deposit. But everybody who I've known that has bought a house within the past like four years or five years, has walked away with like $100,000 when they sold their house. I mean, that might be because, you know, prices went up so much over the past couple of years. But I mean, I've never seen anybody who bought a house actually lose money. Right. <clears throat> Someone said, how is the multifamily market right now? Uh, tough to get into unless you have cash because everybody is trying to capitalize on those multifamily units. So we got a lot of investors that want to buy those. And then everybody on social media is talking about buying multifamilies and renting them out and living in them. So it's really yeah. hard to get those unless you have cash or you find like an off-market deal. Yeah, I feel like in Charlotte, they really don't have a lot of like multi-units, not like how they do in New York. Yeah, there's not as many. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
Do you, what do you think about like interest rates right now? Uh, they're coming down a little bit and mm -hmm. from the predictions that I've been watching, they're supposed to come down some more and continue to go down because interest rates follow inflation. And when they like did the whole like chart and showed everything, inflation is supposed to come down within these next couple of months. So the interest rates are going to follow. But if you wait for the interest rates to come down, you're going to be back into that competition. So if you get a house now before the interest rates go down, then you can refinance and get that lower interest rate if they ever do come back down. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's just a decision that people have to make on their own, really. Do you feel like people are worried, you know, with talks of a recession? Uh, I guess. I mean, everybody, everybody's probably worried about a recession that doesn't have like uh, a secured nine to five that they've been at for like 10, 15, 20 years. But I mean, just figure out another way to make some money is all I can say. Right. Got to have those multiple streams of income or those side hustles. Just right. If you're relying on one source of income, it's really hard because if you lose that source, then you have zero. So what I was taught is you definitely want to have at least three, because then if you lose one, you still have your two and you have time to get back to that third. Right. Before you go broke. <laughs> <laughs> only fans on the way, y'all. Our only fans is on the way. <laughs> hey, y'all do what you got to do. I'm just telling y'all, when I'm going to be recession proof because my only fans is going to be popping. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a situation where you're just like dealing with a client and you're like, you just should stay renting? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day, I get some I get some crazy ones. You guys wouldn't believe the type of people that write me on Facebook. <laughs> yes, I've had example. some with pictures of duffel bags. Like, hey, can I buy a house with this? I'm like, come on, man. I mean, tell them to <laughs> me. Like, say no. <laughs> yeah, you can try. Right, because it's like, no, the bank. Like, this is not nothing to do with me. This is the bank. Like, yeah, people really think I can give them like a hookup. They're like, yeah, I need to hook up on a house. I don't work. I don't do anything. I just got money. Nah, I don't work. No. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had some. I've had some characters. I would be like, okay, go start the OnlyFans. Get some traffic going over there. It's like, now that's my answer for everything. OnlyFans, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, I just feel like at this point, like they should know you got to have somebody that has something legit going on. No, for sure. Everybody doesn't know. What's the easiest or what are some tips or do you have some recommended lenders for people who are self-employed? Because I hear they get put through the ringer even more when it comes to getting approved. Uh, yeah, I have a lender that I've been working with uh, recently. They own their own like banks, so they don't have to answer to like any underwriters or any other banks. So they're really good with people that are self-employed. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I can send you the link if you want to put it in the chat to the application. Yeah. but. Yeah, they do really good, whether you're self-employed or if you have W-2 or 1099. Okay. So I'll text I'll text you the link. So it doesn't go through as much uh, red tape as a regular lender. Right, because they don't have to answer to anybody. So once they look at your documents and they see everything and they know that you make the money and you have the income, then they don't have to, add, they don't have to answer to anybody about like why they're giving you the loan. Okay. Are there still any good, like, first-time homeowner programs out there? Because I feel like when I talk to a couple of people, like, the income caps on it were so low that it's just like, this is a joke. You can't right. even get a house if you make this much money. So why would I even bother? Like, with the NACA program, if you make more than 90000 as a family a year, then you don't qualify. Um but the good ones that I know about that are still out there, uh, the first time home buyers North Carolina program is like 7,500 towards your down payment. Um, I'm not sure what the income requirements are. And then there's like the different credit unions like Navy, federal and state employees credit union. They're still okay. doing the 100% financing. Uh, they're doing the five-year adjustable mortgage. So they can change what your payment is going to be after five years. But within those five years, like we were talking about, if the interest rates go back down, you can refinance with another company and then you won't have to worry about what they do. But I, I wanted to ask you about that because I've, you know, because I was in the market, I still get a lot of emails. 
And I see a lot of like arm stuff, 3.9% and all of that. Is that risky? If you plan on living there for more than five years, it could be risky because it, it tells you what your payment would go up to after five years. But um, if, if you're good with the lower payment for those first five years, and then you could take the equity that you gain in those five years, sell the house, and then buy a new house and lock in at a lower rate or refinance at the end mm -hmm. of five years. So I think it's not that bad of an idea because at least you get five years with low payments and then you can figure it out later. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what they say is the average of people that they stay in their house is like four to five years right now. Right. That must be like a new trend because I feel like most people that I know stayed in their homes for years, at least 10 years, or some people, you know, stay their whole mortgage term. So to me, I feel like getting an arm is really, really risky if, unless you know you're going to move. Like, if you know, like, you plan on moving and buying something else, yeah, but other than that, like, to pay low up front and then get hit with that on the back end, if you're going to be there, nah. Yeah. We have a question in the comments that says, they say you can use first-time home buyers benefits more than once. Do you know anyone who actually did? I know you can do FHA multiple times, but I didn't know about first-time homeowners. I think the first time home buyer program, if you've purchased the home within three years, then you can't use it within okay, those three so years. But after three years with that, but this is just North Carolina. I'm not sure where all the viewers are watching from. Okay. I believe he is in North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So you're considered a first time home buyer again after three years. Right. Okay. I'm in the wrong state. <laughs> <laughs> How are you making that move? I need to make it down south. So were there any other tips or programs, anything else that you wanted to shout out before we end this segment of our show, Morgan? Uh, I don't really have too many tips. I would say that anybody who's thinking about buying a house, even if your credit isn't where you think it needs to be or if you don't have the work history or the money saved up, I would say go ahead and reach out to a mortgage lender. Try to get pre-approved so that if there's anything that's holding you back, you know exactly what it is so that you can work on it. And if it takes you six months to work on it, then at least you'll be ready in six months instead of waiting six months or a year to even start. And then it pushes you back another six months. That would just be my main tip to people. That's a great tip. It is because there's so many different moving parts to the approval. So you have the debt to income ratio, you have the credit score, um, you have the employment history. So it's like you may be in your mind thinking that you're you're all good. You got to have your tax return. So you really just want to sit in front of someone who can tell you what type of shape you're in um, so that you have time to get all of that stuff together or improve it or save up this amount um, because it's a lot. It's not just like something that you're just going to go in. It's going to be like, boom, boom, here you go. Like it, it's, it's, it takes time. And something that I learned was your credit score is different than your mortgage credit score. So whatever you're seeing on Credit Karma is different than what a lender is going to pull. So you might think you have a 720 or a 750. And when they pull it for your mortgage, it's like low sixes. So that's why I say to just check with the lender, because if there's anything on there, they can tell you what it is. And then they can tell you what you need to pay or exactly how much you need to pay something down in order to get your score to go up so you can get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had got pre-approved with Rocket Mortgage and they they did that. They were like, if you do this, you could probably get bumped up to this. So, and it's all free. So it's really no harm right. in that. And another tip is once you apply with one lender, you can apply with uh, as many as you want for like the next three weeks without it affecting your credit. So you can kind of shop around and see who's going to give you the best rate or the best like first time buyer deals. That's an awesome tip as well. It's a three-week window that it doesn't really affect your credit. So just shop around. All right. I think that was all of the subtopics, right? That was. It's time for the hot seat. All right. Well, I'm going to jump off, guys. I got to get these kids to bed. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All so right, Morgan. Oh, drop your information so that people can find you if they want to, you know, talk to you about getting a house or have questions about real estate in North Carolina. Okay. I'm typing in the chat. 
Is it just Morgan Mayfield on Facebook? Yep. I have the Morgan Mayfield Realtor Facebook too, but that's like the business page. People don't really need to follow that one. Okay. Is the YouTube the same thing, Morgan Mayfield? Yeah, YouTube is the same thing. Okay. So you guys make sure you follow Morgan on all social media platforms. He has a lot of knowledge and a lot of tips. And if you're in the North Carolina area, get with him so he can sell you a home. Those new constructions. All right. I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a good night. Thank you. You too. too. Thank you. Thanks. All right. You ready to move to Charlotte? Oh, no. He got me ready to move to Texas. They out there selling them big homes. That may be the move for me. So, oh, no. Meet me backstage. All right. All right. We'll talk about it backstage. <laughs> so, do you have your hot seat question? Um, yeah, let me get it. Because, you know, I had told y'all I wasn't. I wasn't getting involved, but I had to. I had to stand in. <laughs> you had to step it up because Shanice not here. Yes. All right. I don't. It's. I mean, it's not really too hot, but what's your what's your favorite movie line? My favorite movie line. <laughs> Bitch, that is not a hot seat question, but. <laughs> Like what? It's, uh, tomato, tomato, tomato. Um, my favorite movie line I feel like of all time is probably tap tap tap. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> and if y'all know what movie that's from, I'ma send y'all some lunch money. Cause yeah, it's I don't, I don't know. It's cool. I'll tell you backstage. We're gonna let the audience <laughs> figure it out. And then y'all got two days. Matter of fact, now y'all got 24 hours because you could Google it within two days. So you got 24 hours to tell me what um movie that's from. What's your favorite? My favorite movie line is so just say the line or should I say the movie? I feel like when I say it, you're gonna know. <laughs> just say the line. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. <laughs> All right, if she gonna give y'all lunch off of that, cause that's too easy. <laughs> I'm dead. Yes, that's my definitely my favorite movie line. Oh, I don't know. I got mad favorite movie lines though, cause another one of my favorites is "Gold Star for Marcus." I love to say that. <laughs> is that what movie is that from? Um, Boomerang. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, it's boomerang. Oh shit, we kind of talked about this, so we got a hot seat question. <laughs> Would you wear a strap on with an acquaintance or your husband? All right, if you weren't here a couple of episodes ago, um, my idea of a threesome is me, my man, and a girl, and I want to put the strap on. Like, I want to strap her. I want to see if I can keep up some stamina, how long I could go with it. I want to see why chicks be liking to get their straps sucked. I want to see, like, what the <laughs> <laughs> so, so, no, I would not do that with a man. Like, I don't want to strap no man that I'm interested in. But we could do a threesome, and we could go pick out a strap, and I want to strap whatever girl we pull into the mix. Cause y'all know I'm not eating no coochie. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, any dude that's into any type of ass play shit, I just feel like that's a red flag. I thought you and... said he was eating a gooch last week. What you mean? I didn't know. <laughs> what the fuck is on? You definitely said. Bruh, no, I just said, I said I would rather, <laughs> I would rather if I had to eat ass. <laughs> I 
I, I don't want no man bent over a couch, bro. Like, no. Stop acting like you eat ass in here. Like, come on now. They already know. <laughs> you a goddamn lie. I remember that episode. I was dead. A guy offered my homegirl some money to wear one. Ooh. Well, what was the price? Because, I mean, I couldn't fuck with him after that, but I would definitely <laughs> take the bag from him. Like, hey, baby. <laughs> but no, I just really, like, you ever think about when you having sex, like, all the work and energy and whining and stuff a man got to do to really make it be good for you? And, you know, so I just want to wear a strap on a woman just to see if I could, like, really live up to the expectations that I have for a man. So I'm here for that, but I don't want to strap no man because, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Not my type of party. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But um, I guess I don't need a hot seat question after that because that just took the cake for the show. <laughs> so, so we can. So you don't got no hot seat question yet. That I'm, was a little. I'm gonna park my hot seat question because we already got too hot. For real, for real, Morgan ain't had to put them kids to bed. He watched the show before and he said, oh, these bitches coming with a high seat? Not today. My wife would kill me. I'm out of here. <laughs> I know what really happened. I'm just going to tell the audience because they probably wondering, like, why he left so early? Yeah, that's why. $5,000. Somebody got paid to strap a guy. I mean... For 5K, you ain't got to, you know, you ain't going to be my man, but. Yeah, for 5K, I'm definitely with it. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then I could be, like, really, like, mm, mm, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trying to pound them out. <laughs> this is giving, what the fuck is that show? Queensman. <laughs> Queensman. Oh, yeah. With the couple. Yeah, they was wow. Yeah. I was like, yo, I just feel like when couples be together for so long, it just seemed like they have to start doing shit and then it just get could get wilder and crazier. Like, did you watch, did you ever watch that story about the um couple and they was messing with the young white dude? No. They own like a college or something. No. Yeah, they they had been like messing with him for years, but it was more so like he was just smashing the wife and the husband used to watch. Um, well, would you, was- that? you know, I'm here for voyeurism. So if somebody like paid you and your dude to have sex in front of them, would you do it? Yeah. That's my hot seat. Yeah, I would definitely do it. I feel like men and their egos, they love to perform. So if they know it's the audience, that's about to be the best sex you had in a minute, girl. You about to show off because, you oh know. Oh, my God. What? Girl, you already know. They going to they gonna turn up crazy. Yeah, like that time you was getting head when I was on the phone with you. Yeah. Just- <laughs> oh, my bad. Me this backstage. <laughs> Why are you putting my business in these glow gang streets? <laughs> my bad. I thought we was done with the show. So on that note, <laughs> we're going to shout out our social medias so that you make sure y'all follow us. Make sure y'all tune in every week. We're going to give y'all some good shit mixed with some ratchet. And so I hope you got something good from this real estate show today. Trace, where can they find you? If you're listening after the fact and you want to watch us go live every Wednesday at 8 p.m., add me on Facebook. I am Latrice. Slade. You can also follow me on Instagram, Glow Gang OG, or on Snapchat, Trio 585. Ow. I am the number one Mia on Instagram. I am not on Facebook, so just make sure you follow our pages. We'll have a Girl Talk page, or I guess we do. I don't know what it's called on Facebook. Um, make sure you follow our Girl Talk page on TikTok. It's called Girl Talk GG Pod. Um, and then our page on Instagram is Girl Talk Pod. And then you can find me on Twitter at the number one Mia the Stallion. Shanice is Shanice.l right on Facebook, I think, or IG. I'm gonna get it right one day, but she's not here. So make sure y'all follow her too. Make sure y'all fuck with the show each and every week like y'all do on Wednesdays. Catch us on Apple Podcasts on Thursdays. We are also on YouTube, Girl Talk with the Glow Game. Make sure you follow us there. If you got hot seat questions that you would like us to talk about on the show, you can also email us, 
those to us at Girl Talk with the Glow Gang podcast at gmail.com. I know that's a lot, but once you put that shit in there once, it'll pop up every time. So <laughs> make sure y'all send us some questions. And, yeah, uh, it's Girl Talk with the Glow Gang at Gmail. It's not podcast. Okay, there you go. Say it one more time. Girl Talk with the Glow Gang at gmail.com. Send us your hot seat questions. We got y'all. Are we doing heavy on the playlist this week or are we skipping? Oh, yeah, no. Heavy on your playlist. So heavy on my playlist is on the ratchet part, that song that Moneybag Yo and Glorilla dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Last <laughs> Friday. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. None of that shit. <laughs> it's a really toxic song, but you know, I'm in my ratchet shit. I'm here for that. And I was playing that all last week. Um, and then I'm still listening to SZA and also Jeremiah got this song called Changes that I really, really like. And I've been listening to that as well, too. Yeah. Jeremiah, I feel like he is so underrated. Slept on. Yes. Very slept on. I fuck with Jeremiah. Um, have you on my playlist been Party Next Door? Really? Sometimes I just get in the mood where I just want to listen to him. Yeah. And they were saying his stuff was getting sucking off of Apple Music. Is that like what prompted you to go listen to him? No, mm-mm, I didn't hear that. For what? Do you know? I don't know. They just said the songs was like disappearing. I've seen that on Twitter. Sometimes Twitter be lying though. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a couple of albums that I really rock with. You know, I'm obsessed with Drake, and he, you know, got like Drake vibes. Okay, you you like him? You're attracted to him? No, he's definitely a drug addict. (laughs) I hate it here. So (laughs) make sure y'all tune in next week. Like, subscribe, share, all that good shit. Thank y'all for fucking with us the way we do. Tree said the outro because my shit acting funny. All right, we out. Mic check one, mic check two. Is this mic on? Yeah, it's the one and only, the girl's favorite, DJ Money. Well, it's Trees, Mia, and Shanice. You know what that means?